I mean, there's lots and then there's like lots with a bunch of underlines under it, right? That doesn't matter. Like if someone's been married, for example, they've had sex probably more than anyone. No, 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 no. I Sorry, I meant number of partners. Sorry. But why does that matter? I don't know. Don't you think it does though? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. Your Mileage May Vary is a show that takes an overly candid and hopefully entertaining look at topics related to sex. As you probably noticed, we now have music, uh, an exciting new chapter in this podcast's storied history. Our general format is to lift interesting topics from the sex subreddit and to discuss and analyze them here, although our conversations often meander into unplanned territory. I am Keith, my co-host is Mike, and naturally, the subject matter of the show tends to offend, so I'd, nay, we'd like to pre-apologize for any ignorance we express or hot water we wade into during this episode. We try to take care to flag controversial stuff. In fact, we're trying to come up with a catchphrase that we can use when either of us detect possible issues, but we're just two white men, and our care definitely isn't uh, going to be enough to avoid all controversy. Uh... A couple more housekeeping things before we get started. You can find us on Twitter at YMMVPod, and you can email us at YMMVPod at gmail.com. YMMV for your mileage may vary, of course. Since this is a new show, it's hard for us to know if we're wasting our time here. If you like the show, please reach out to let us know. Uh, after all, we're ego-driven creatures. If you hate the show, please also let us know so we can rationalize amongst ourselves why you're wrong. Uh, but seriously, please give us some feedback, positive or negative. It really helps us. One other note about contacting us. We're interested in having guests on the show. So if you're interested, uh, reach out. We won't publish anything you're not comfortable with, though I'll add that we're particularly interested in guests that have some unusual sexual thing they'd like to discuss. One final imploration here. If you do like this content, please subscribe to our feed. Uh, on your iPhone, you go to the podcast app, search for Your Mileage May Vary, and subscribe. On an Android phone, you can go to the Google Play Music app, but it's kind of lame for podcasts. Uh, you should probably download Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic, search for Your Mileage May Vary, and subscribe there. For bonus points, you could leave us a review, but I don't want to ask uh, too much all at once here. Whew. All right. That was uh, some intro. Let's get rolling here. Uh, Mike, uh, did you remember what the hyper-important female taint related point uh, you forgot last episode? Yeah. I mean, I came up with it really quickly after the uh, the, the broadcast because I uh, was able to listen back. And sometimes when you listen back, you can follow your own train of thought. And I did remember it. Would you like to hear it? I suppose. All right. I learned... This was a couple of years ago I learned this, but I learned that, and, and this will surprise our one female listener, but uh, women are able to, when they're going number two and they're pooping, they're able to watch the poop come out. No. Yeah, it's true. It has something to do with like the configuration of their bodies and the fact that there's nothing in the way. And uh, of course, I've then been told subsequently when I've told people that, about this, well, can't you just move your junk out of the way? And I've tried, I mean, I haven't tried hard because it's not really a thing I want to do too much, but it, it really just doesn't work for a guy. I don't understand how it works for a girl. Like, uh, I guess, all right, I'm thinking about the map down there, um, the lay of the land as it, as it would, uh, this, 
so yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess my penis is what's blocking me from being able to witness that. I, my, my thought, my initial thought was that, yeah, the, the asshole is far enough back that like, it, that, yeah, it's not getting blocked. It's just like the, the angle isn't right. I, yeah, I think it's a combination of factors. I think that it's the, the fact that there's something in the way. And I think that the, the, the just sheer length of the taint, uh, makes it so that like things are just further back there. Like there's some sort of like a, uh, anatomical difference there that I think makes. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing: is the butthole further down for women than it is for men? See, it gets really complicated because it's like, what do you mean by down? But I think you mean further away from like their back, uh, their their uh, what is that? The tailbone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It seems like maybe so. Like, so in in some ways, that would be further forward. Sure, I guess that's what I should have said. Further yeah. Further by down, I meant like pointing down. Yeah, I mean, there's also some like difference in like the way, like the angle of the hips and like spine curvature. I, look, the, the only thing I know for sure here, and you know, a woman could come on and corroborate this, is that they are able to sort of sit there and and, and watch that happen. A thing that would would never even occur to a man. Um, yeah, I wouldn't think that would even be possible. Yeah, that, and, I'm, even, and I'm glad it's not for me because yeah, I definitely don't want to. <laughs> there was actually a Reddit thread posted today about it was like what. What things does the other gender? What things do, does the other gender have to deal with that, like you would never even think of, or something like that? So basically, like highlighting gender differences. And one of the ones they mentioned was um, was actually like something that, that came up on a um, TED talk by a transgender, uh, I guess trans woman in this case, a man who became a woman, was the notion that like women have to deal with when they're using the bathroom having uh, pieces of clothing fall in the toilet. And because they have like more flowing, I have well, no you idea. Know, like, well, like a dress, for example, like you, you could hike it up, but if you don't, you know, if you're not diligent, you can imagine it uh, falling down and back in. Well, she, this, this uh, trans woman, she, uh, she actually specifically called out, I think a scarf, like things she called out were just sort of bizarre to me. And, 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 and in the audience, they panned to the audience right at that moment. And the women in the audience kind of had this laugh and this knowing like nod. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like still totally perplexed. So, I mean, there, there are always these sort of gender things where you're just like, I have no, I, I still have no idea what the piece of clothing that falls in the toilet for women is. I, I'd love to I find out. Men don't really have items that come past their waist. Like, they, you know, they wear a jacket, but that only comes a little bit past their waist. I guess the thing here is women must have more often things that come past their waist. You mean clothing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Like a scarf, for example, or a dress. Yeah. The only thing I could think of for a man would be like a tie. My yeah. man might wear a scarf to, or a hat. The, the tie is supposed to end above the belt, Mike. Yeah, and it's also tied. So how would it fall in the toilet? Sure. Um, and if if you in your hat also, I'm thinking of a hat. I'm, I'm just trying to think of things that could fall in. I, look, I don't I don't really understand it. I just apropos, you should you should post about um, being able to see yourself poop, and you know, get some sweet karma that way. Keith, the my when I post things like this, and this may. Um, also sort of drive away our listeners here. I, the amount of negative karma that I, <laughs> that I achieve on Reddit when I post things like that is so profound. Yeah. Uh, like today I posted, uh, somebody was, somebody's asked, they said, and this is not one of our topics, but I can mention it. Somebody said, what does it feel like when a woman squirts on your penis? Meaning they're having sex and she's quote unquote squirting. Mm-hmm. And so what did I post? Can you guess? Yeah, well, I, I am aware on your opinions about squirting. Well, I posted that it feels like a golden shower, right? Because in my view, squirting is definitively urine, 
and there's like no there's no question there and of course i haven't double checked but i was already you know in the negative teen <laughs> negative teens uh when right. i last checked so it's yeah. pretty brutal pretty brutal out there i'm uh you, well you should show up with an electron microscope and do analysis of the fluid to to see yeah prove your point once and for all what's, uh, the, what's the opposite of a karma whore like i don't receive karma i lose it like i'm a karma uh, donor or something do you yeah are there, well whatever did something bad happen i think once you get below a certain amount of karma like it's hard to post in certain subreddits and stuff like that what happens is like it, you it'll only let you post one comment every like 10 minutes and yeah it's pretty rough okay all right next so uh have you told anyone you know about this show i've told my wife okay uh, has she listened to it? I told her to, but I don't think she did. I, okay. I don't She's think just totally not interested. Oh no. She was sort of interested in, and she actually, um, we specifically, uh, discussed the topic of when you're having doggy style sex and the, 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 the guy's nuts, uh, con- making contact with the woman's clit. Right. She, conf- she confirmed that she said, yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's useful, but I'm surprised I'm she's not like she curious was, she was enough to it. listen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that I'm, I'm not sure this is like a, look, I, there's a, I'm not sure she's the right type of woman to listen to this. Put it that way. Okay. I see. Have yeah, you told I mean, anyone? I haven't told, no, I haven't told anyone because oh, I've told like two friends. Okay. I've told like two friends and they've listened and, and given some, you know, somewhat positive feedback, but you know, like I could post to Facebook or my public Twitter and like, you know, we would get a, a bunch of listens from that, but, but then I would have to deal with the, um, I don't know exactly what the word here is. Shame, the, the fallout of, you know, being the person that does this show. Uh, and I'm, I'm not really quite sure how to deal with that yet. Like, for example, if I told my mom I was doing this, she would definitely listen. But I think she would um, be confused. She doesn't want to hear about nuts and clits. She probably doesn't want to hear my opinions on this stuff. That's a shame. Yeah. But anyway, you know, hopefully... Uh, you know, once we once we pass Stern in our uh, listenership, uh, it'll no longer be a problem. Like the the results will justify the means. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, well, uh, let's get started. Uh, our first topic here is. Hold on, I gotta gotta pull this up. Um, this one's this is this is short, but I, but I think it'll spur some conversation. Uh, it's from somebody. <laughs> named month in Paris. Interestingly, uh, guys, how would you feel about getting random videos throughout the day? I'm bored and I want to send this guy. I'm dating a video of me doing some things, but I'm not sure how he'll react. Would you guys be interested in something like that? So she's, she's basically, she has a boyfriend or a, what do they call that? A a friend with benefits potentially. It's, It's unclear what her status is with this guy she's dating, but presumably this it's fairly early days. Right, and she's offering to to send him throughout the day some uh, X-rated videos. Some it's a uh, video sexting. of doing some things, but I believe that is a euphemism for uh, something sexual. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where all of these women are that want to do that. Right, um, I have not uh, been able to locate them, get them to start sending the stuff my way. Mm-hmm. I guess there are those subreddits like uh, where where women post stuff like this. I don't think that. I mean, the only issue I would see a guy having with this is like, you know, he might be kind of busy doing other stuff. There's also, I will, there's a wrinkle here, which is maybe her real motive for doing this is basically to catch him cheating with another girl, right? Huh. Yeah. I mean, definitely, um, 
if you are dating multiple people, uh, it can be problematic to receive messages, period, let alone, you know, sexy messages uh, on your phone, because, you know, sometimes your phone is on the table or, you know, it, it bangs or whatever. Um, so the, well, so there are issues there. But I don't think her motivation here, it doesn't seem like her motivation here is to try to do that. Plus, she wouldn't really necessarily need to, to sext to do that. Well, hang on. So there's an interesting uh, side topic here, which is your your position is generally that like cheating is kind of almost impossible at this point in in history because of social media. Do you want to like sort of I, – I think you have like a really interesting take there. Do you want to uh, – What do you mean? Sorry. I'm, what are you referring to oh, here? So, so let's say like 30 years ago in the uh, 1980s, mm-hmm. um, you know, people would be dating. It would be like, – like you could imagine pretty easily a guy having uh, multiple girlfriends or a woman having multiple boyfriends. And there were stories that you would hear about where a guy, for example, had like – would get to the point where you actually had two separate wives and two separate families. Like that's a thing that happened and you can find examples of that online. And that was a, that was like a possible thing because there wasn't like this technology that made it so that basically people could track your every people could track your sort of social behaviors. Well now with Facebook and I mean, Facebook primarily, but something like Instagram, you know, all the other uh, social media platforms, uh, partners know quickly that they can sort of like suss out what's going on in your relationship status by basically just asking to friend you on those things, right? Yeah. So the last time, and it was this was like six years ago that I was aggressively online dating. Uh, yeah. Like if, if a girl is asking to become your Facebook friend, and you know, this was in a time when like, you know, sort of Facebook was in its apex, like before it sort of became a little bit uncool to use. And this is when people were like constantly checking in places and posting pictures of themselves, you know, whatever they were doing every weekend. And, you know, Facebook was really humming at that point. Uh, yeah. I mean, if a girl asks to become Facebook friends with you, she's basically sort of staking her claim there. Uh, this time around, uh, I have found that nobody has attempted to add me on Facebook. Now, maybe I haven't met anyone that cares about me enough to know like what's going on in my life. Um, but I think like the new paradigm is people are like way more sensitive to like, <laughs> yeah, becoming like social media friends is probably the same as like, you know, basically declaring that, you know, you're exclusive with each other now. Oh, that's interesting. So it's, so it is. So in your view, uh, in the last like five years, it's become significantly easier to sort of sleep around. That has been my experience so far. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm older uh, or maybe people like, you know, like you can imagine younger people like engaging on Snapchat or Instagram and uh, yeah, maybe like I've I've sort of aged out of some of the social media stuff, but I I think it's more, I I don't think that's it. Like, I think it's that people are more hesitant to get involved uh, social media-ly because of the surveillance it provides basically. But do you, wait, do you think that, I mean, but, but it's fine. Take something like Snapchat, which has like a feature, it has their stories feature where you can, and Instagram has the same thing where you can post like these sort of feeds of stuff that people can subscribe to. Uh-huh. I mean, don't you have the same issue? I mean, on any of the, I find it hard to believe that, okay, I'll say what I really think here. I find it hard to believe that women would give up the ability to surveil men like that. Right. It's, it's such a, like, because the, uh, just going with the stereotypes here, the, the stereotype is like the man wants to have like many, many sexual partners at the same time. And social media of whatever form provides a woman with a really effective, it's like, it's like a condom against the man sleeping around. She can wear the condom, which is to post Instagram feed things, watch his Instagram to prevent him from doing that stuff or, or Snapchat or whatever. 
Yeah, I, I understand completely what you're saying. I just don't know if that's right. I think now there is a stigma against following someone on Instagram. Like basically on on um, on Tinder, for example, and on Bumble and maybe on Hinge, like almost all the dating apps, you can actually share your Instagram account. And the ones that share it have a public Instagram account and they're not, at least the ones I've seen, are don't post pictures of them with men. Like they're careful. Either they're careful not to do that or they're not seeing other men. Uh, like just people are just smarter now, Mike. Like it's not like it was sort of back then where it was it was easier to surveil. Uh, people are like sort of aware that that's like a classic thing that people do and they're much more sensitive to stalking. Also, yeah, I think people are using social media differently. Like like five years ago, like people checked in everywhere and like it was a much more like, yeah, you could get like a story of someone's weekend just by being Facebook friends with them. And you can't do that anymore. Like people are more, I don't know if like they're embarrassed to do that or if they're doing that in other forums, but it's not, yeah, it's different now. All right. Well, so that's, that's a shame for the the young ladies out there. Yeah. But okay. So why, why would you, why would a girl want, like, what is the benefit of sending nude pictures or videos or whatever to someone you're seeing? Does it, do you feel like she's trying to stake her claim in some way? Like, does she feel that like by arousing him throughout the day, that'll, uh, make him like her more, uh, yeah, that's right. It's a commitment device. It's basically like, I mean, there, there's like a bunch of different like directions it could go, I think. One is um, it could just be like, like I said, it could be a trap to basically make it so that like he's he's constantly receiving these messages that then if he's with another woman, she'll like, there's some odds that she'll see it. Uh, another one could be that she's just trying to like stay omnipresent in his mind. So it's like kind of like a a, a, a very 21st century form of nesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it could also be, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it could also be the, like, she, she's trying to like sort of raise her sort of, um, uh, her value, uh, by being like, look at what I'm willing to do, you know? So on one hand, I exhibitionist could, too, I suppose. Yeah. The, the, the teasing aspect could ramp up the intensity for when like they finally meet later in the evening. Um, like I could, I could, I could see that like on the other hand, yeah, being too available can be unattractive. So it depends like where these guys are in their relationship. But uh, yeah, like if she makes it abundantly clear that like she's thinking about him to the point that like, you know, she's sending him nude pictures uh, that that could be unattractive to the guy. Yeah, like let me I, can, I think I can like uh, give you a good uh, little quiz here that will that will uh, elucidate this. Now, let's say that you valued let's say you valued at one hundred dollars the value of a one minute clip sent to you by an attractive 25 year old woman uh, that, that you barely know, or just, just have gotten to know. Let's say you value that at a hundred dollars. What do you mean? Am I seeing them or potentially seeing them? Yeah, potentially say, say, okay. say maybe you have not had sex with them yet and you're okay. interested in them. And they're like, look, I will send you this and you don't have to pay them. It's not like a prostitution thing. I'm just trying to establish like an economic value. This is a tricky hypothetical because if a girl that I haven't had sex yet with sends me that video, I mean, it's obvious that sex is coming. Sure, sure. But you, but the point is that the video has like significant value. It's like, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yes. Perhaps, perhaps even a higher value would be a woman that you have no chance with, uh, that you like somehow manage to get your hands on. Maybe it's someone you work with or something that you're interested in, but you're like, yeah, I don't, this can't work. But I'm just trying to establish a starting value. Now, if that's worth a hundred dollars, 
maybe the, what, what do you think the video of a woman that you've been with for a month is worth or say, say, a, say like a, a week, what's that worth? It's still pretty valuable. Pretty good. Maybe, yeah. maybe 50 bucks, maybe 80. No, nah, it's still worth a lot. It's, okay. this thing is more of a step function. It goes from basically has value to zero. <laughs> for you like no i got it, I I got it. for everybody like oh i mean look maybe it's like linear but like yeah it's just this it's just the the steepness of the curve that is that there we're a point over here is there a point when it would be worth negative in other words you would pay her to keep that shit in her pants <laughs> like it would be a turnoff to see your yeah. girlfriend trying to turn you on yeah you're just like oh come on um yeah. I mean, part, I mean, look, attraction's a funny thing. Like somebody not being available to you can be very attractive. Um, and oftentimes in relationships, it's so obvious that that person is available to you that, uh, at least for me, I think that's a part of the reason why like long-term partners, uh, sometimes become less attractive to me. Uh, so yeah, it's tricky. Uh, I'm not sure. And I think it would vary by, by the person. Like if your if your wife sent you a video like that, <laughs> better hope she doesn't listen. But if your wife sent you a video like that, like how, how would you like, setting aside, like how uncharacteristic that would be? I mean, it like, would be worth, it would be worth like a thousand dollars then. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to say that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 For, for the subscribers to our podcast. Uh, yeah. You could hear the actual answer on, on our secret feed. <laughs> <laughs> right, the secret, ultra secret. I mean, I, I think, no, I think like the, the, the general answer is it logically should tend towards zero, which is interesting because I assume that the value of the opposite direction of a man video is zero, right? It's just always zero. Like the man. It's who not. The internet. I, I think there are situations where where it's not zero. For example, in a situation where the girl is confused about whether or not the guy likes her, um, getting a dick pic could be sort of affirming. But the thing is, yeah, that situation is so rare that, like, the kind of guy that would send you a dick pic probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't be confused about whether or not he likes you. Yeah, I think, I mean, but the value is like extreme, exceedingly low. And I think there's, it's, it's, yeah, it's something like that. It's like the, the value of the two situations like converges, right? The, the value, I mean, the point you're making is that like, uh, as time goes on in a relationship, the value is going to lower. You said after a month or a couple of weeks, maybe it's still pretty high. But if I said after a year, you might, you, I think you're going to say it's identically zero, the value of that video. Sure, uh, effectively. But maybe it's a little more than zero, and I think that's maybe around the same value of the guy's video back. Um, and so, like one of the things I would say to this to this uh, girl or woman who's sending these videos to the guy is like, you know, be careful of that. Like, and, and and I wonder, I actually wonder if if she could accelerate the process of the devaluation of those videos. I mean, it's just like an economic concept, right? I mean, supply and demand. If she sends him a thousand videos, well, video number nine hundred ninety nine is not very interesting. I mean, unless she and. Right. It's hard for it to be that interesting. And I mean, I if, if if people want to see what I mean by this, I strongly suggest going on chatterbait.com and go to the women tab. Now, I like to hang out in the transsexual chat tab and um, talk to the transsexuals know, about the why big you do that, that, that you subject yourself to that. But I don't consider on. it subjecting. I think it's fantastic. And I like to um I, I like to to banter with them about um about why they're doing that and stuff. Uh, it's not just being transsexual. It's being on chatterbait as a transsexual that I think is yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. It takes a certain kind. 
It's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting uh, lifestyle choice. But the, uh, well, I guess their their choice to be a transsexual maybe genetic or whatever, but the, or, you know, might not, not be a lifestyle, but the choice to be on Chatterbait certainly yes, is. A transsexual exhibitionist is a the small Venn diagram of people in the world. That's right. But they're all, thankfully, there's a site <laughs> that collects them and you can go there. <laughs> and they've nailed that them. niche. But if you, but what I, but what I want to say is if you go to the women, there, there's women, men, which I assume is mostly for gay men to watch. I always assume uh, couples and then transsexual. Those are the four main tabs uh, for those uh, expert users out there. And the women tab, you go in there and like the women, they kind of run out of stuff to do. They're just there by themselves. They try to come up with like clever stuff to do, but but there's only so many things you can do on a video by yourself. I mean, even in a couple, there's only so many things you can do, but with a woman by herself, there's really a pretty severe limit. And so this is the point is this woman, I'd say like, look, you're only going to be able to send a certain number of unique videos. Like I guess she could be like, hey, now I'm uh, fingering myself on the Golden Gate Bridge. Now I'm fingering myself in Chinatown. Yeah, but she's not thinking long term here, Mike. Like this is early days of the relationship. She wants him to like her more. She's sort of flailing about trying to figure out ways to get him thinking about her. And her thought is like, oh, if I send him a sexy video, will that will that be helpful? And the answer is basically, yeah, in the short term, it will be helpful. But yeah, I mean, the analogy here is like, you have sex on a first date with someone. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely increases your chances of like hanging out with him longer. But yeah, the long run is is worse. I'm not sure it. I'm not sure it would help in the short or the long run because I think that like there. First of all, you run the risk of being bucketed into a bucket that you don't want to be in, which is sort of like there's like this. Um, what do they call it the Madonna whore thing. Yeah, is that the right analogy for you? But I mean, there's there's like this risk that like he's going to start viewing you as just kind of a, a, a slut. Yes. Which uh, I realize there's a lot of heat around that word, the use of that word, uh, slut shaming and the like. But I mean, like there's a risk if a guy views you in a certain way that he won't view you as a viable partner. Uh, so she's running that risk. Um, and also like there is, I believe that there's a certain like supply and demand thing. And so if she, if she makes herself so available, like as you said, that sort of uh, itself kind of can, can be a little bit repulsive if somebody's too available. Right. And sexting a guy is a signal of availability. I mean, there's no mixing that up. Like it's, yeah. Hey, yeah I mean, it could feel, uh, it could feel actually kind of desperate, right? Right. I mean, look, there could be some value. I mean, it, it's not, it's not as bad as having sex on the first date. Like that, that is a, there, there are situations where that's fine, but uh, most of them are, are not great. Sending somebody like a, a sexy video could be good, but uh, you got to be careful. And yeah, the, the long-term efficacy of that strategy is is uh, questionable. Wait, hit me. I, I'm, I'm curious to dig into this a little bit. What is your – can you add more color to the the issue with the sex on the first date? For, for, for you as a man, like what are you thinking when that happens? It really depends. It really depends. Like, it depends on how hot she is? No. No, it depends on <laughs> – well, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, look, men almost always want to have sex on the first date. Period final. Okay. So then, uh, yeah, it's a question of how good was your like conversational or, you know, the, the patter you had before the sex. And if it was good, I'm not sure that having sex on the first date like really matters in your attraction for that person, unless the sex is bad. And then, you know, maybe, maybe that can hurt. Uh, but if the conversation is so so and somebody has sex with you on the first date, uh, you're, much less likely to reach out to to continue things because you've already had sex and if you if you were not that into them in the first place there's there's really nothing left to chase so 
um, yeah, I mean, if you're if if as a girl you're confident that you've impressed him, you know, beyond just the way you look, then yeah, then go ahead, have fun. But if you're not, it's probably a better strategy to wait and to you know leave him wanting. Do you? But okay, it's interesting to me that you're thinking it. You're thinking of it from that perspective. I would have come at it from the perspective of, especially with the so-so conversation, of wondering like, well, how many times has she done this? I mean, does that play a role? In your I don't head? care. I mean, dude, I'm in my late thirties. Like everyone's had sex lots of times. I mean, there's lots and then there's like lots with a bunch of underlines under it, right? That doesn't matter. Like if someone's been married, for example, they've had sex probably more than anyone. No, 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 no. I, sorry. I meant number of partners. Sorry. Why does that matter? I don't know. Don't you think it does though? (sighs) Look, yes, it does, but I think it shouldn't. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, okay, I can give you an example of why it might matter. It might matter because a guy might think, well, it might matter on the positive side because a guy might be kind of a fet life kind of guy and he might be thinking, this is fantastic. We're going to be doing some MFM, some MMF, maybe some triple MF, uh-huh. uh, getting a lot of M's in the room. No. Uh, so he might, he might be going for that. You know the difference between MFM and MMF, right? No. Uh, yes, I think. Yeah. I'm just figuring it out on the fly here. Yeah, MFM, if you say MFM, the assumption is the two men are not touching. Right. MMF, right. you could yeah, have- They're like separated a, by the F. Right. So MMF, you could have like uh, the, the there's a, there's some anal risk or yes. oral risk for the man or, or as the case may be, it might be a, a reward. It's a question of your sexual orientation. Um, MMMF, I mean, once you have three M's- no, I guess you could in principle. You could. As long as as long as you're the the final M and there's an F before you, you're okay. <laughs> no, no. I was thinking that you could I mean you couldn't you would have to arrange the MMMF the word such a way that the M's it would take two lines of text to keep the M's from touching, but you could have one man. You could do a, a what do they call that? A, a double what is that? A, you know, Double penetration and then oral at the same time. So triple penetration and the men wouldn't be playing together. So in principle, yeah, that but, could happen. Yes, but if you are a straight man, you don't want to have an M next to your M. You're saying if you're straight, you don't want to do double penetration? Meaning you would be no, the you anus? Do, well, you, MFM could be double penetration. I don't, but like <laughs> this is such a stupid pedantic <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> Listen, the, the M's, the consecutive M's imply something gay. Okay. What I've read, I've not. They don't imply they mean something gay. Like that's that's what that means. I think you're right. But I just want to say that if you do double penetration, what I've read is that there's a lot of penis-penis contact involved in the sense that you're feeling in a very intimate way the other man thrusting. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, not – I'm not interested. Really, that would gross you out? I think so. I don't think it would because because you've told me, for instance, that that you really prefer porn that has a penis in it. Hmm. That's because you imagine it's your penis, right? Yeah. There's always an escape hatch. Right. I got it. I got it. It's, it's, it really is like a very complicated chess game. <laughs> you, know, you have to find all the tactics in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so but but I, okay. I think there's a natural male aversion to a woman who's had sex with more than a certain number of different male partners. I, I, yeah, I misspoke before. Of I course, think I know what's going on there. Okay, go, go for it. I, I just assume that it's your, ultimately it's a, it's, it's, it's just a biological thing where you're, af- it's a genetic thing where you're afraid 
deep down that she's going to get impregnated by someone else. But go, go ahead. What do you think? Now, I think what's going on is the more partners they've had, it, the more likely it is that her best partner will be better than you. That has never occurred to me once. So, so okay. Well, that's because you've had like four partners ever or whatever it is. That's not true. It's like four and a half. Yeah. Um, but, but the, uh, <laughs> but the best partner would be better. I know. I think that I think this, this relates to, uh, pe- different people's insecurities. You've revealed something about yourself. I mean, this what isn't I'm like s- a crazy reveal, man. Like this is something that I think most people worry about. Like they don't want to be like, you know, the fourth best partner that the girls had and the more partners she's had, like, yeah, definitely the more likely it is that she's had someone that like, she just won't ever be able to get out of her mind. Now, see, I don't worry about this at all. I wouldn't and don't worry about this at all. And the reason why is because I've, I've, I've expressed this opinion before. I think that men, the, 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 the competency of a man, man in sex is, has a very tight ceiling on it. Like you can be bad. You can definitely be bad, but the, being good is like, it, it isn't that hard. And there's really nothing you can do beyond like, you, you know, you're pretty good at it and then that's it. There's no guy that's just like amazingly good at it. The, when a woman says that about a man, in my view, what that means is she's just like really attracted to his personality yeah, and true. stuff and she's decided he's super awesome. So when you say – so in my view, like let's say you were having sex with a woman who'd had 50 different partners in her life. Almost uh-huh. certainly I – mean, uh, there's almost certainly going to be some really bad partners in there. But probably assuming you're like reasonably good at it. You will be in this huge tie for first place with like thirty other guys. That's how I view it. So I don't think that your fear is justified. Yeah. Again, well, okay. Two things here. One, we have not yet done this on this show, but yeah, we're gonna have to eventually wrestle to the mat the difference in male sexual competence. Um, and maybe, maybe today's the day we do that. But before uh, we get into that, uh, whether or not there is an actual difference there, like I think most men still worry about it. Uh, or think about it at least. Like, yeah, intellectually, you may be right that the effective difference in men's sexual ability is is sort of limited, or at least for most women, it is. Uh, but it doesn't matter if that's the case or not, because I th- uh, I think men th- think about it and worry about it regardless. Well, so what 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 kind of thing is but you your- can't intellectualize away the concern that uh, other men are better in bed. I can. I, I probably could. But, the, but what, what I, I don't understand what – when you imagine in your head – so let's say you have this fear. You have a woman. She said 50 partners and you're number 51 and, and this is your fear. My fear would be – I think my feeling about it would just be like – Fear be like, isn't the right word. It's a concern. So I, I want to be clear. Like my feeling about it would just be this is kind of gross. Like this is just a person who's like had a lot of fluid contact with other people and like – So has anyone who's been married. No, no, because it's one person then. It's one person. So what? Like, is there a difference between clean semen from 50 different people versus one? Yeah. Yeah. There's a big difference in my view. I mean, f- I mean, like if you just think about it from the standpoint of like disease, like if- That's if why I said clean. I wanted to tease that out of it. Well, I mean, okay, this is where it's a little irrational. Like I think that both of our perspectives on this are a little irrational. I just think that maybe mine comes more from like a- <laughs> a more normal place. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's not fair. But the, uh, I think that like, yeah, men are, it, it, it relates to the fact that men are repelled by other men. Right. And so you're sort of like, I don't want to have my boys up there where there've been a lot of other boys. Right. But there's been, a, 
you're not going to meet a girl unless she's 18 or whatever who hasn't had just be, you know like most pe- most women because it's so available to them have had as much sex as they want and so yeah. i mean you know like as they age there's just a linear increase in the amount of times they've had sex no and again it's the number of partners not the number of times that i'm but, uh, focused in on here yeah but the number of times should, should is really the only thing that actually matters assuming everything's clean um no because the because each partner brings their own uh, okay. It's your, I, I hear what you're saying. You're making the argument that like, if a person has not had sex in like a week or two weeks, call it, call it two weeks. There is no trace. It's a cleaning oven. There's no, it doesn't matter. Right. I hear that, but I just, don't I mean, think- look, if they have syphilis or whatever, like, obviously that's terrible, but yeah, I'm assuming that, you know, they've been tested and you're, you're confident they're clean. Yeah. I think that, but I think that, I mean, look, there is like this slut shaming thing. And I don't think that slut shaming comes from the fear that a woman by being sluttier, by having sex with more men, and I say sluttier in the nicest possible way in the sense of being the opposite of slut shaming, I'm saying it in a positive sense there, uh, but having, say, having more partners, I don't think the fear comes from the notion that, well, if she has you know 50 partners, one of them is going to be better than me. I think it comes from the notion that there's something inherently gross about having tons and tons of different partners. Just like when somebody thinks of a prostitute, or a porn star, they're usually sort of turned off by it. And, and the thought in their head isn't like, oh, those porn stars have such big cocks. Yeah. They're so good. Their yeah. thought is, well, that's kind of gross that she's had sex with, you know, uh, Johnny Big Cock or, you know, like, or whatever the, you know, the, all the different uh, porn stars' names. Yeah. Well, I mean, Johnny Big Cock is an unfortunate choice because the concern with Johnny Big Cock is that he has a big fucking cock. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that if you went to have sex with a porn star female? Yeah. Maybe you have. I'm assuming you haven't. Not um, to my knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I, I I assume it wouldn't be that hard to set up because I, I assume there is some crossover, some not 100% or even 10%, but there's some crossover between that and like escorting. So you probably could have set course. that up. Yes. Um, but uh, – you're you're saying that like the thing that might sort of weird you out about that situation is that she's had sex with some guy with a gigantic schlong, not the notion that she's had sex with tons of different dudes on camera. I don't. I think this is a miscategorization. I don't care that she's had sex with a bunch of people because that is true of anyone I have sex with, basically, unless they're eighteen. Like, for example, a woman, uh, if, if I had to choose between dating the following two people, uh, a 35-year-old woman who had been married once and a 35-year-old woman who'd been in and out of a series of rela- relationships over the last you know, 20 years or whatever, I'd, I would view no difference in their sexual attractiveness, everything else being equal. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, I would love to hear what other people think about this one because I think, I think that I'm more in the, the majority on this one. I think that your you perspective be. on this I, is – un- yeah. You understand. So my, my point is that like uh, everything being equal, like, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, like maybe other people don't worry about like uh, their partners having had like some incredible sexual experience in their past that, that, you know, you won't be able to match. Maybe that's like some weird insecurity of mine. Um, that's what I want. I want to understand not, that. What it's do you not, think it's not a huge consideration. It's a mild consideration that you've been focusing on here. Like the main thing is like, I'm ambivalent. Like I don't care. Yeah, but I okay. I know I understand you're, you're you're downplaying it, saying it's mild now. But I'm I want to understand what is the thing? What is the thing you think could have happened with a woman that would be so great that would like make that experience like a ten and having sex with you like a three or something? 
So this is why, you know, I mentioned 10 minutes ago, like, I'm not sure whether we want to like wrestle this to the mat now, but like, I have been with women with whom I agree with your thesis that, uh, there's some bar that the man has to chin. And if he can chin it, they're ambivalent between sexual partners who can, can get above that bar. And they, it doesn't have to be that good, right? Like they, they need to like be attentive and be caring, um, and be like emotionally engaged with the woman. But as long as they're that, and they're not like completely objectively terrible in bed, like the woman is fine with it. I agree that there's a class of women like that. I have been with several women whom would report massive differences in the sexual competency of their partners. Now, maybe they're lying, maybe they're not, but like that, I, I mean, I've met several women that, that feel that way. Well, I um, think that our listener or listeners would uh, like to g- at least get an example of what is, what like, what's an example of a huge difference in competency that, um, that one of these women reported? Like, what, what did the dude do? What was his trick? Well, who knows? Oh, it doesn't matter. The, like, the specifics help. actually don't matter here. The, the point is to me. I know, but yeah, I don't know if I want to get into the specifics here. Like, no, the, it's, it's not a question of what you did badly. It's a question of what that other dude did did well. I'm assuming you're just normal. I'm assuming the things you did. Look, I know that you you give oral. You either, I know that you do. Like, it's not like there's something you won't do that guys should do. You do normal things. I, I assume you do a good job. You've had relationship stuff. The, so that implies to me that there's some other dude out there doing some insane shit the only thing i can think of is is it's not insane drugs. it's different women have different proclivities like certain women want um you know like uh, someone who's like in, you know incredibly aggressive some women want someone who's not aggressive at all some people want someone who's super dominant some people want someone who's super submissive and they're like huge differences in enjoyment based on uh what traits the man exhibits there so you know, if someone like if there's a woman who's like super dominant and she's paired with a man who's super dominant, she might be like sort of dissatisfied because like she's not able to like sort of tell him what to do um, or any any combination of like X and Y there where like that, you know, the people are on like opposite sides of the of the desire axis um, can cause can cause issues. And there's other things, too. Right. But that that's just an example. Well, that just sounds like a personal problem. It's just an emotional, like it's like a, that's more of like a relationship problem than like, I mean, so yes, you're t- taking it out of, which is reasonable. You're taking it out of the realm of sexual technique now and just saying like, whether it's really compatibility. Okay, sure. Yeah, that I, that I totally, yeah, of course, like uh, it could, I mean, for example, to flip it around the other way, that would be like a man saying like, look, I can't enjoy sex unless the woman has at least uh, double D cup breasts, Right. And it's like, look, there's some women I just wouldn't be compatible with because I can't sort of smear my nut around. Uh, there's not enough land okay, territory there. Sure. Right. But uh, yeah, I guess. You think I it's think different? That, yeah, I think it's different. Because <laughs> it's, be- it's a behavior in this case yeah. as opposed to being a – but, but yeah. The, okay. yeah. And I mean, there's, yeah. A, there's a thing I would say there, which is that I think that typically, not always – but typically the things that men want in a woman are not behaviors. They're just like physical traits, at least what's attractive, right? Whereas the things women want in men are more behaviors and less like how they look. Right. But if a woman wants a behavior from you that you don't naturally do, like that can be a problem. Yeah, but that's like a relationship problem. And again, and again, I think there are some women that like basically don't care. um, But I think there's some women for whom it's really important. Well, no, I mean, but, but I mean, you could take this to the extreme and say like, look, if, if there's a guy, let's say you're a guy that you just, during sex, you have to like whip, whip your 
partner with a belt. It's just part of your routine. You're like, look, we're going to have sex now, honey. I'm going to take my belt off. And she just knows that. Well, a woman who doesn't want to be beaten, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be a good match for you because you have a behavior. So, I mean, that's like an extreme example, but there you have like an example where most women would reject the guy because of that. And, and I, I hear your point. I guess, I guess I'm viewing that as like separate from the sort of baseline axis of like knowing how to work the parts, which is what I think of when I think of like competency at sex and moving over into, yeah, like who you are as a person, like, Oh, I want someone who beats people, or I want somebody who uh, likes to dress in lingerie. A man who likes to dress in lingerie, or I like yeah. a man who likes to be pegged, uh, or whatever yeah, else. I'm not. I'm somewhat surprised that I think we're we're coming to like a resolution here. But yeah, I guess there's. Yeah, you're right. So most people are competent at sex, and that like you know they know where the clit is. They know that you know there's a, a few different things you can do um, to to help the woman orgasm. Uh, they you know aren't. <laughs> such scumbags, selfish scumbags that, you know, they immediately get their own and then they're done. Um, but then there's another thing, which is, uh, yeah, the way that you, uh, incorporate those things into a routine can actually make it be really important and you can have incompatibility there. Right. I mean, the, 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 the real source of this argument is a friend of ours who claimed to me at one point to be really good at the baseline features of sex, meaning this is a person who's pretty vanilla, uh, at least claims to be pretty vanilla, but then claimed that he was able to retain, to retain girlfriends, retain partners because of just, and, and also it, um, sort of take relationships to the next step because of just how great he was as a vanilla partner. And that was where I was like, this is just unacceptable. I can't, this is an intolerable (laughs) argument to me. I was like, that's not, there's not, well, at first I was like incredulous. I was like, what is, what are you doing? Like, what is the trick? Well, yeah, nothing maybe was forthcoming. Now that, maybe now that we've had this conversation, next time we talk to him, and we, we really should get him on the show, but we we could we could ask, yeah, maybe it's not his like baseline competence. It's that he's able to simulate uh whatever uh you know playlist the uh the girl wants. See, it's not fair though, because he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like pre-prepared with arguments. It's gonna enrage me. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, well, you know, you'll have to use your best debate tactics to, you know, get him, get him, get him pinned. Right, wrestle him to the mat. Maybe I'll get my, I'll take my belt off first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should, we should do one more topic here because we've only got one so far. Uh, let's see here, the random videos. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the net of that one is don't send random videos to dudes. Like, just, just, just do it in the bedroom. But go on, let's, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, the net of that for me is like yeah, I mean, look, sending videos could have some sort of short term gain and minimal long term loss, but almost certainly not. So if if you're on the edge, don't do it. Okay, and of course, right. if he forwards it to a friend, like the the jig is up, as they say. I mean, there's just so much that can go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Although I think that like in 20 years, like basically everybody will have sex videos of everybody. It's just, it's just cameras everywhere, eyes um, in the sky. With VR, like it won't matter, but okay. That's so, a fair point. All right. A guy, male 23, I, so this is, this is a 21-year-old female talking about a 23-year-old man she hooked up. So a guy I hooked up with last night did this. Uh, so, oh, this is, her name is Misty-Eyed Girl. So last night I hooked up with this guy I've been talking to for a month now. He was being super sweet and treating me better than any boyfriend has ever treated me. Uh, that's not always the best strategy, by the way. But okay. 
Anyway, he, I also like dis- the fact that it sounds like so, it, make, it implies like she's been mistreated. Because- right, right. He introduced me to his friends and was super, super friendly and respectable. Uh, still, but yeah, not necessarily the greatest, the greatest strategy. You, you gotta leave a you want him to red, You want him to red pill more. That's what's going yeah, on here. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, anyway. All right. Well, we had sex last night and he literally stuck his dick inside of me. Good, good for him. Wouldn't let me grind on it or anything and wasn't, quote, having sex with me. Uh, he literally just stuck it in there and left it in there for like three minutes. Then he all of a sudden took it out and came all over my stomach. (laughs) What the fuck happened? Has he not had sex in a while? Or was this like some taboo thing dudes like to do? Uh, I don't know. Her word choice there doesn't make sense, but okay. Never experienced this. And it was a little traumatizing. LOL. I'll be honest. My first reaction to this is that is to think like to be impressed. Like, I don't think I could, I don't think at any point in my life I could have done that sequence of actions as a man because you put it in. And in my experience, when you first, the first, in my experience, when you put it in at the beginning of sex, mm-hmm. in some ways, it, for me, it, it feels better during that period of time. And, and the, and I actually think it has to do with the, 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 somewhat lack of lubrication in the sense that like it's a little bit uh more friction and then later on there's less a little bit and also like there's the fact that like it's you know the the beginning of the stimulation and so forth but but so there's a very typical thing which is a guy sticks it in and then nuts immediately inside Yeah, but if you could clear that initial hurdle of getting in there like you you should be good right so i'm thinking i mean my first pass thought is here here, okay here let me narrate let me narrate what i think happened so he's like all right all right I'm going to have sex with her. She's really hot and I'm into this. He sticks it in and he's almost, he's about to come. He's like, fuck, I'm about to come. And he's thinking in his head about baseball. He's like trying to remember uh, uh, how a triple play works. Yeah, the um, golden girls, whatever. And there's there's that one play in baseball that's even rarer than that that, I, that escapes me right now. Uh, no, there's the unassisted triple play and there's something else. But yeah, this is the point. He's thinking about the golden girls, although that's a little bit of a dated reference. Maybe um, – yeah, I don't know, some cartoon that he watched as a kid. Mm. He's sitting still for like three minutes. And then he's like, all right, I think I'm ready to thrust. He pulls back to thrust and he's like, no, no, I'm going to nut. Right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I think this narrative works. And so he's pulling back because the pulling back can be nice because the foreskin or whatever you've got left, depending on if you're cut or not, kind mm-hmm. of pulls, rolls forward a bit. And then he's like, fuck, I just got to pull out a nut. And I think that's what happened. What? It, yeah. So, I mean, listen, this guy's 23, so that's not really a great age for uh, not prematurely ejaculating. But like, I mean, like, yeah, let's, let's dig into this a little bit. Do you think, like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine a situation whereby, you know, I'm with like the most beautiful girl in the world and I've penetrated her and, I'm in, and you know, I'm like hyper aroused. And then I get to take a three minute long break. And then one stroke is enough to set it off. I don't, I yeah, I don't think – I think – I think that at that age, it's it's possible. I mean, I think that like – I think that once you're a little more experienced, the more common case would be if you sat there for three minutes like that, you would lose your erection. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. You, you, it would get a lot weaker and so it would just be like – so you'd pull out and then you'd have to like kind of work on it to get it – You'd have to re-stimulate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm sort of confused by. Now, I mean, look, you know, she's self-reporting here. I, I'm sure she didn't have a timer. Wait, look, um, Keith, but I mean, in your life, in your life, have you ever, what is the minimum? Never. What is the, no, no, hang, I didn't, oh, I didn't finish. Okay, well, I'm going to say never, no matter what you No, no, say. no, because, because I'm going to ask a numerical question. I'm okay, too, too okay, clever okay, for okay. that. Okay, no, there's what no yes or the, no answer. 
what is and you can give a round number say uh, to the nearest 10 what is the minimum number of strokes you think that you've given a girl before nutting hmm um, i mean do you have any idea how many strokes are normally happen in a sexual encounter i don't is there is is that like a well-known number I was sort of hoping, I mean, we've discussed your Fitbit before and yeah. it would be, I, I've, I've often thought it'd be great if a Fitbit could tell you how many strokes you get in a beat off session. I assume for you, it would be a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, cause your, your sessions take a while. It's sort mm-hmm. of complicated with all the, the beads and the jewelry. And yeah. Well, you got to get the candles lit. And- right. Yeah, make sure the mood's right. Right. That's why. That's why. Get the get the right set music on. Right. Everybody's um, thinking. Everybody's thinking. When do these guys? Uh, what? How do they even have jobs? And we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. We have jobs, but not, not, not jobs like you, you folks. Yeah, it's hard to imagine our situation. Um, but uh, uh, wait. Uh, the fewest no, so how number strokes? of strokes. Okay. Do you mean? Uh, sorry. Uh, masturbating or in, or in a in a um relationship with a girl. In a vagina, and and okay. let's assume no condom because that makes. I it have good. I have a couple anecdotes here that I think will be interesting. Um, I well, first off, uh, as you know, um, I have an ex who would orgasm like extremely quickly, and then become disinterested in having sex after she had orgasmed. This is a great story, by the way. I love this one. So he 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 would st- he would he would start sex with her, and she. And of course, my my thesis on this, I don't believe she was actually orgasm. I think there's something else going on here because I I would love to have her on the show and, and, and quiz her about this because I think I don't think women can orgasm that quickly from just intercourse. Typically. Yeah, I mean, you're not but okay. Fine, let's. You're let's not say, you're not allowing the the strength of my technique here. But this is back um, to that other topic. Unless you like got your belt off beating. I know. Her I know. I know. No, listen, listen, listen. It was anyway, nothing hilarious here. So she, yeah, so, so, so she would be in a race. Yeah. Right. She would either, listen, maybe she was faking it. I don't think she was. I, I, you know, I, I felt contractions. Her face would be flushed, these sorts you of things. You can't feel the contractions with your cock. Come on. I mean, mine is pretty sensitive, man. Um, no, you can, you can, you can like, uh, you know, see them in her body. In any case, no, uh, let's just for the sake of argument, I'll set go, aside. Yeah, that's fine. Here, right. Okay. She would have an orgasm almost always within a minute of beginning sex. And then she wants another one afterward, right? She wants to keep going, right? No, she's done. <laughs> what does now, that mean? Now, you might say, well, she just didn't want to have sex with Keith, right? Like, you know, that's that's the obvious thing here. Well, we dated for a while and there were like, you know, I would say she initiated more than I did. So Doesn't she still express interest now and then? She does. Yeah, so, okay. So she's yeah. definitely into you. There's no question. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know. Maybe, maybe she just that. likes the intellectual stimulation I provide her. And, no, and no, it's no. Not She's about interested. She, she, okay. she, wants, she wants, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so because of this feature of her, um, it's a race. Uh, so, you know, you get in there and it's like, it's like shit. Like if I don't have an orgasm within like a minute or 90 seconds here, I'm not going to get one. And so, yeah, it was just what, this like. What happens after 90 seconds? Does she have like a little bell she rings? No, she has an orgasm. No, 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 no. Oh, you're saying you have to nut before she finishes? Right. Why what why can't why can't you nut after? That's one of the features of the female she, body. She just became sort of disinterested after. It would it would be less interesting <laughs> for me. I don't think I remember this exact detail of it. So so does that mean that your your goal in this relationship sexually was to actually prevent her from having an orgasm? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you would have to come within, say, sixty seconds, 
so you did a lot of outer course before putting it yeah. in. Right? Yeah, because yeah, I had to make sure that I was ready, dude. <laughs> I had to make sure I was turned on. It's yeah, I imagine this is what it's like for women. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, well, okay. So anyway, the reason why I brought this up is like, I am probably more adept at getting there quickly, um, than other people, but I would, yeah, I mean, that's not my preferred mode, but what's your, what's your, um, what's your minimum number of strokes? I mean, you say it's not one it's, you've never had a one stroker. No, I, I have maybe when I was 18 or something, but I don't, I don't remember. Um, I also dated a girl, a different girl who, uh, occasionally would request that I, this is going to be good. As I'm thinking back about this, like, yeah, this could be reflecting poorly on me, but she would request, like if, if we had had sex, like a couple times, uh, she would request to have sex again, but she would want me to nut as quickly as possible. Why? Not sure. She said that it was like a turn on to know that like she could provide that satisfaction for me so easily. So this would be the second. Okay, so the first time it's normal, yeah. And she's it's sort of like a, it's like it's like playing Mario Kart, right? I think this happened it's twice. We didn't lap. we didn't date a super long time, uh, yeah. so I think this happened twice, and both times it was the third uh, session. So it really is it is it is Mario Kart. It's like rubber banding, right? You know when you're she she throws the blue turtle shell at you. No, no, wait, it's no, she doesn't throw the blue. No, no, you're in last place. You're slow. Mm-hmm. You're in 12th place in Mario Kart and then the third lap comes and suddenly you're going really fast. It's like you get that little dog. You don't play Mario Kart, do you? I, yeah, I got to admit, I don't I, – this analogy well, is on the, third, on the third lap, you can get one of these little uh, prizes and you turn into a bullet and you suddenly shoot really fast. And she's insisting that you be – she wants you – I can't understand. I can't intellectualize what she wants here, so – Here's what I think was going on, and this is this is painting me in the best possible light. Obviously, the the, the bad light here is obvious. Um, the best possible light is no, I, I think don't she, understand the bad light. What's the bad light? Uh, the, the bad uh, there isn't a bad light because that's not what was happening here. But but, but cynic, all I can think of is that cynic, she yeah a cynic might say that she was just she just wanted me to nut for and then move on for some reason. But then yeah, I mean it was like the, the, there was no obligation to do that. It was our third encounter. So yeah, there's no, there's like, I'm thinking third she just went, single encounter. I think this, she just didn't want you to be able to cheat on her. See, this is where my mind goes. And so she she's wanted to exhaust me. Yeah. She's trying to drain out all the nut, uh-huh. all the oxytocin or whatever out of your body, mm-hmm. but she's a little sore. And so she's like, all right, well, we got to get this nut out. We got to get it fast. Of yeah, course I she think can, it was something yeah. like that. I mean, I think she enjoyed the feeling of giving me that satisfaction and she wasn't really interested in a sexual encounter per se at that moment, but she still wanted to like get the feeling that, that she had satisfied me. And so this was her way of, of manifesting that yeah, anyway, the third right. doesn't feel good. It's not satisfying. It's sort of uncomfortable. Yeah. With that protocol though, where she's like, yeah, I want you to do whatever you want as quickly as possible. Like that's, that was kind of cool. No, it's not because the third time it takes a while. I mean, it's, it's the, you know, like if there's some sort of like exponential yeah, decay. But the, or, the asymmetry where I knew that like she was just willing to do whatever I wanted, uh, just okay, like, all right, it had nothing all right. to do with her. Like, yeah. So was, what did you, what did you, what did you ever yeah, do? We're, you know, we'll, we're running out of time, uh, on our episode here. So, all right. but yeah, just to, just to tie a bow on all this, like, uh, even in those two circumstances, like. You know, uh, uh, one stroke is not enough. Um, 
But you know, there have been situations where it has probably been fewer than I would be proud of. I think there. Do you I have think a number in mind here? You've been you've been harping on this. No, no. But I think well, okay. The guy asking the, the woman asking the question. The guy was one stroke in the sense that it's it, it's two half strokes, right? Yes, one that's in, one right. Out. It was one in, one out. And he, she doesn't make it clear whether he then beat off on her stomach, but I'm going to assume because she didn't say anything that he just nutted. Right. He so all of a sudden, the, this is all we know. He all of a sudden took it out and came all over my stomach. Right. So that's not, it's all of a sudden. So that means so he's a one, that's a one stroker. I don't think, and you, you hear about, you hear about that. You hear about guys just literally sticking it in and nutting. That is, I think animals do that. A half stroke would, would be the fewest possible strokes. That would just be sticking it in and nutting. Yeah, we're right. So this guy actually should be congratulated for get, yeah, pulling it back out. Twice as much as the minimum possible. That's right. I don't think in my life that I've ever done anything close to that. In terms of number of strokes, I feel like I've read before what like is normal. It's got to be in the hundreds or the low thousands. I'm guessing hundreds is the normal number of strokes. Um, and I'm sure like I'm sure I've had a session where it was like 30 or something or 50, could, like, but not you, one. You can figure this out. Like, it, what isn't the average sexual encounter like six minutes or seven minutes, something like that? This is useful. Let's let's go through this. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's assume ten for just to make it round numbers. So ten. Yeah. And how many strokes? How per many minute. strokes per minute do you do, Keith? Why don't you? Uh, well, I don't know what it, position it depends. You're in. You know, part of the t- yeah. I mean, for starters, like yeah, are we excluding position changes? Um, Hang on, I can sort of do it. Let's see. I think it's about two a second, right? Two full strokes a second. Maybe one and a half. It's not one a second. One full stroke, yeah. It's not one full stroke a second. That's kind of slow. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it's between one and two, I think, strokes a second. And so if it was 10 minutes, but you're not, you're not, I mean, I don't, I've actually wondered this before. But you're not fucking, you're not stroking the entire time, right? Yeah, but let's just get order of magnitude here. Like I think, I think, I think hundreds, you know, occasionally brushing up on a thousand is probably about right. right. But I have a question for you. In a 10 minute session- for you, what percentage of the time are you actually thrusting? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> this is this feels like a, a trap question. No, it's not. I, I've actually wondered this before because I wonder, like, I wonder, for instance, I, I've wondered this actually many times in my life because porn is totally fake. Even right. amateur porn, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know what I've heard when I've, say, stayed in a an Airbnb or a hotel. And I've heard, like I, I stayed in a place in Iceland and there was a guy, probably some sort of like descendant of uh, some sort of Nordic God. Thor. Who just, yeah. He just, uh, that guy, there was a lot of pounding and it was just, it went on and he was very forceful. Um, Good for and, him. Yeah. But so, but, but for the most part, you don't have much exposure to this. And so I don't know, I mean, women would know this, but I don't know what's normal in terms of the percent. So I think to myself, well, you know, you don't, you don't get tired. Like I exercise and stuff. I'm not obese or something. I'm not overweight. I eat well and exercise, but, but there's some reasonable limit where like you've been thrusting for a minute or something and you kind of stop and you reposition or something. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think to myself, well, maybe there are guys out there that actually thrust in exactly the same position for 10 minutes. And then I think I mean, to myself, I, well, maybe that's good. For, maybe girls like that. And then I no, think probably not. No. No, it, it, uh, there are potentially some women that need like, you know, constant identical stimulation for 10 minutes, but I think that would be the minority. So you think it's like 30 to 50% of the time is thrusting? It's something, it, you know, it depends. And that, you know, not every, not every engagement is the same. Okay. So if it's 50%, we have five minutes of continuous thrusting in a 10 minute session. And we decided that it's something Say like- 100 strokes a minute or whatever. <laughs> All right. So we're at 500 strokes. Yes, that, that comports. And I feel like I've read that before. 
something in those in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this guy he was at one stroke. So if he could sort of five hundred x his game here, he'd be at a normal kind of a sex session, one stroke. But I think that's what happened. I don't think it's anything weird. He doesn't want to talk about it because he premature ejaculated. That's why yeah, that's, he's being weird that's about it. Typically, not a boy's favorite topic. Even though I never understand that, because all you have to do is just, just let let you know, just just fire off a bullet out of the chamber. Look, there's yeah. a point. And then there's go a back point. In there. If it's your twelfth time that day, you're not going to premature yeah. ejaculate. But this is a 23 year old dude. Like he should be good to go again shortly. Okay, well then, he, but the, you see what I'm saying. I never understood the issue of premature ejaculation because it's like you can you can take as many bullets out of the chamber as you need to. You control the apparatus. Right. Yeah, but if he's so shamed by the first, you know, he may have troubles. Yeah, uh, I don't understand that because he, he could just say, like, "Look, I, I just nut quickly the first time, so uh, right. let's just get that off." Like that won't that that girl you dated. Maybe that's why. Maybe you premature ejaculate, so she really focuses on that thir- focused on that third time. True. Yeah. Maybe she got traumatized in an early thing, and then. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so, what happened. For the record. I think we have to wrap up. It's been over an hour. I, I do yeah, want to tell you because I, I left a loose thread here and I want to say, and I know you love sports yes. and baseball. Uh-huh. And when I was mentioning oh. looking when I was mentioning thinking of baseball things, there was another thing that was equally rare or rarer, and I remembered what it is, and I wanted to say this, it. I want, this is I want, rarer than an unassisted triple play. I think so, or it's on the order of as rare. Uh-huh. It's what's called a perfect inning. When the pitcher throws oh, nine, nine, nine strikes, nine, uh, three strikeouts. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah is. I read about that recently. Yeah. I think there's been less than 20. There you go. So that was, so that is a thing. And I, I was like, oh, what is that thing? And that's a loose end I wanted to tie up. And Good job, Mike. Well stop done. Stop talking now. Okay, so that's a wrap on this fourth episode of Your Mileage May Vary. You can contact us on Twitter at YMMVPod and by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. And please do contact us. We're desperate for feedback. I'm not going to beg, but this is as close as I'm going to get to that. Uh, And with that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.